The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Source of Truth podcast on this Thursday morning. And we're glad you're with us. Hope you're having a great week, enjoying the beautiful weather, and we are just glad to have a few minutes together in God's Word. We're in the book of Ecclesiastes. As we finish up the book, we're going to finish up chapter 12 today and finishing up the book. I'll be honest with you, um, I, even my wife was saying this to me not long ago, it feels like we just started the book of Ecclesiastes like a week ago. I look back just still initially doing the study, and now to be done with it, I, I kind of almost feel like we did it in a matter of a week, but actually... I think there's 44, 45 different episodes that were put together from the book of Ecclesiastes. If you want to go back and watch or listen to any of those, obviously you can just go to our Facebook page or our YouTube channel. You can go to our website at bensalembaptist.org. And uh, right there, there's a spot in the middle of the main page to go to Source of Truth Podcast's page. And there are all of the videos and audio from uh, the Ecclesiastes study. The bottom, you'll see a link to different pages of other studies we've done over the last uh, couple of years, or a year and a half at least. And uh, so, we're, and if you want to listen, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, um, tune in a couple of places you can go to and just search it up and all of the things we've done audio-wise should be up there as well. But we just appreciate you sticking with us and being part of this. And so now we're going to finish up Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Oh, I, I will mention this. Um, starting tomorrow, which uh, Friday, it's not necessarily the normal day to start a new book, but Friday we're going to start our next book and our next study is going to be in the book of Ephesians. And we're going to walk through and see how we can find our identity in the book of Ephesians. And so I hope you join us as we take a time. We've not actually done all but one New Testament book. So we're going to do a New Testament book in the book of Ephesians. Hope you join us starting Friday. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Solomon gives one last. He kind of, in this section, concludes all of the book of Ecclesiastes. And as he's looked, remember, he's looked back in his part of the life when he was seeking the world and its wisdom and its fulfillment and found it to be vanity. Uh, he then moves to really going back after seeking God's wisdom. And he says those who don't follow, uh, fo- um, follow him find themselves in folly and foolishness. So now he just says he's coming to the end and obviously he's a little later in life and he's coming to an end. He, he finishes this letter, this thought, and he makes a conclusion. And he says in verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. So he starts in verse 13, really encouraging all of us to take a stock, take take stock after all the things we've looked at for, in our case, 45 different episodes, all the things we've looked at. We, he comes down and says, I'm going to put it all into just one final thought. All of the junk of the world that's empty, all of the goodness of God that's there, all of the realities of life that we have to face. Unfortunately, all of the things we have no control over, what do we do? We come down to a final thought. And he says, so let us, let us stop. Let's hear. The idea is let us reflect and let us truly take into account the truth. Three thoughts. And he's written two, but I believe that there's three thoughts found in these things at the end of verse 13. So he says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. And he says this, fear God and keep his commandment for this is the whole duty of man. So he mentions two things, but I'm gonna, I believe there's a third one needed for these or will come out of these. But let's go, the first one he says is to fear God. Now, 
fear is something we talked about this Sunday in our message. Fear is something in our world we see is basically the apprehension and, and involved in things of which we have no control. So we have no control over something, and therefore there does become apprehension, anxiety, or, or fear in that case. Well, the fear of things, this is a negative fear. God is referencing a healthy fear. And what he's talking about is a reverence. And simply put, when I have a reverence or a fear for something greater than my fears, then I can find strength. Simply, we should let good fear help us to outweigh bad fear. When you were growing up, when you were real young, you remember that this fear you had as a little boy or little girl, fear you had towards your father or towards your mother or towards a teacher or something, when things were not good, that fear turned into a level of reverence. My dad, it, it's kind of frightening. I don't want to get in trouble or things like that. But when there's a thunderstorm outside, well, I want dad around. Or if it's darker, or there's weird noises, I want dad around. Now that's, uh, that's a light illustration, but here's the premise. With all of the things this world has, all the apprehensions, all the things that can be consume us in fear, he tells us that a fear of God will help us to overcome those fear. Because as we fear God, as we reverence God, as we worship God, as we get to know God, we'll get to recognize his power. We'll get to recognize his sovereignty. We'll get to recognize his love for us individually. And as all that comes into play, we recognize the great power of God. And in that reverence and fear rolls over into overcoming the fear, which is where I think point number two comes from. So we are to fear God. And remember, remember, he said in Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So we fear God. I think fear God develops into something before we go to obedience, and that is trust. When I learn to recognize the reverence and awesomeness of God, I will develop and trust in him. Solomon said in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And then lean not unto your own understandings and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. We need to come to that recognition that as I fear God, I will then develop a healthy trust for God that I recognize his sovereignty, I recognize his power. And the reason I think this is so important is because if, when I fear God and I learn to trust him, the next thing we're going to look at obedience, that, that becomes a little easier. Because I believe the greatest hindrance to being able to obey God is fear and apprehension of what will happen if I obey God. Now, Satan wants us to be convinced that obedience to God and service to God means we only lose things. And that just simply means we don't understand what that means. So what we have to recognize is fear, which helps us to get to know God better, results in trust. Now, we're not going to ever always know God as we're continuing to grow in him. But we are going to get to know him through the battles and, and through the fear and through these things, these battles we go through, these struggles, these trials, as James puts them, we fall into this, we see these things, we, we begin to see God work in them, we get to recognize his, his willingness to help us, His power, and then because we've seen it, trust develops. Now again, he says in Proverbs, lean not into your own understanding. So trust comes by helping me to recognize His ability to control things over my desire to control things. So I must recognize at the end, he's come to the conclusion, I fear God. I trust God. And those two, I believe, result in the ability to do the third thing he says, or second thing technically, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man, keep his commandments. It is hard to be in obedience to someone you don't trust. It's hard to be in obedience to someone you don't respect. And so when I reverence and fear God and I trust him, then I can obey. 
And then I live in obedience. And by the way, please understand, I don't mean an oppressive obedience. I'm not talking as someone who has been controlled by God. I'm talking about someone who loves us in obedience to him. His commandments are not grievous. He's not overwhelming. As a matter of fact, fear to him overcomes fear of the world. Obedience to him gives me freedom from the other things that would enslave me in life, my guilt and my struggle and the, all the anxiety and all those things. I just obey his commandments. They're light. But every, when I obey his commandments, then I enjoy his blessing. So then he, he concludes this thought. He says, this is the whole duty of man. Fear and obedience is the whole duty of man. Literally, that is why we are created. Not just the duty of Christians, the duty of man. He created us to do this, which means, by the way, that if I learn to fear God, which develops a trust, which then results in obedience, I will find the greatest fulfillment because this is how God created me. And, and like we said before, if God's the one that created me, then I need to follow the instructions of the Creator, and then I will get the most out of my life because I've been created a certain way, and fulfillment comes by doing what I've been created to do. And so this is where we can find the greatest fulfillment. He gives one last thought, which we know, if you go to study 1 Corinthians, you'll recognize this as well. Verse 14, For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. See, God's watching what we're doing. And the simple premise is this is what we're created to do because we will be judged one day for this. We, we will give an account to God for how we lived our lives. And, and when it says evil, I do not believe, and I won't take time to explain it now, but I do not believe that we're judged for our sins. I believe we will be judged whether we used our talents and what all the time God gave us for good or for wasted. Are we taking advantage of it or are we wasting it? Are we using it for our own desires? Corinthians says that it'll be burn up like wood, hand, stubble. And it's not that we always have to be serving. What it means is if I do it to be seen, if I do it to, for my own desires, I'm not doing it to serve God, then I waste it. And we'll, have, we'll be answered to God for what we did with it. So we're designed this way. Now, as much as you could be somewhat fearful of this judgment seat of Christ, as we call it, let me encourage you to look at it this way. Our desire is to give everything we can to God. Then we worry about that later. It should be a compelling point because we are going to stand before God. But may we just focus our attention on looking at Him and doing the best we can to serve Him and live, in right, and, and live right with Him and always in confession to Him and a short account to Him. So that way when this life is over, then we're looking forward to standing before Him. Again, thanks for joining us as we've been studying the book of Ecclesiastes uh, and just being part of our podcast. Again, if this is an encouragement to you, I encourage you to make, uh, give us a review. On Apple iTunes is the best way to do it, and we greatly appreciate that. And maybe you can share uh, the video with your friends, and I just hope that well, we can be an encouragement to them. Our desire is to help, uh, help us to recognize, that, as the Bible says, God's Word is a lamp unto our feet to lighten our path, and hopefully this will make our paths a bit brighter. Again, thanks for joining us. Hope you join us again tomorrow on Friday as we begin in the book of Ephesians. God bless.